Changing healthcare starts with a dream. Better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor-recommended dose of MD innovation. So this is Dr. Greg Goodman on The Modern MD. Really excited today. This is episode number 34. I've got Thomas Sang, who is the CEO and co-founder of Valera Health, an innovative behavioral healthcare company that offers an end-to-end service solution model for leveraging population analytics, digital personalized care plans, and an integrative approach to behavioral health activation. Previously, Dr. Sang was the Chief Medical Officer of Merck Health Service Solutions, Congressional Staffer, Medical Director at the Office of the National Coordinator, and Advisor to the Governor of Hawaii. Thomas, an honor to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Greg, for having me. So I'm really excited. Can you tell us a little bit about you and, and your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I took a, a little bit of a long-winded road. I practiced medicine for about 12 years in New York City, predominantly in academia, teaching, faculty practice, running a residency program. And then I ran a community health center, a totally qualified community health center, serving predominantly an underserved Asian community in Chinatown, New York City, where we had 40,000 patients across four different sites. This is back in around 2003. And I implemented an electronic health record system that was a G-centricity, built an informatics department and used data for population management. That led to national work helping other community health centers and eventually led to my transition towards policy work and ended up working for the Congressional Ways and Means Committee, helping the staff there draft policies and legislation for the High Tech Act, as well as the Affordable Care Act. Through that work, went on, as you said, went on to the ONC's program and helping stand up a health IT infrastructure for the country as medical director for me for use, I recruited by the governor of Hawaii, and then eventually ended up at Merck Pharmaceutical helping them commercialize some of the health IT investments that they made. So I think across my lengthy journey, I ended up where I ended up through a series of serendipitous opportunities. And I, you know, how I, how Valera health came about was really taking all the experiences that I've had over the last 20 years, in particular, when I was running the community health center, and really understanding the ecosystem and opportunities of how we can leverage technology to scale up a model. And at the community health center, I ran a collaborative care model for mental health services, embedding mental health within the primary care structure. This is about roughly 15 years ago. And yet it was an unscalable model. It worked within that closed system. But I really saw and spoke to a number of my co-founders, this opportunity at hand, and, that, and that's really led to the genesis of Valera Health. What an exciting journey, and it, it sounds like you've, you've had a lot of different opportunities as you've kind of gone, it sounds like practice, 
policy to the pharmaceutical world and, and now into the startup world. Uh, really, really incredible. So we love to launch the show off with a success quote. Do you have a quote that's important to you or something that you live by? I would quote Robert F. Kennedy. He had said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. And I think I, it, you know, that quote resonates with me because it's really the fear of failing that keeps people from doing the things that they're fully passionate about. And also keeping folks from really truly going after the things that they care most. And repeatedly, I've seen people constantly worry about failing. And I think RFK uh, really hit it on the nail with us. I love that. And I think it's so important as you probably transitioned, I know, especially in, in medicine, it's all, you know, I think there's a, a lot of culture of perfection, but, you know, as you probably transitioned, you know, more into what we'll term our, our business suit, a lot of the work that gets done, failure's okay. And, and as long as you kind of learn from that, don't stop yourself from trying to achieve greatness. I think that's uh, that's really awesome. So I want to shift from this white coat to business suit. And I know you've had an incredible career. Can you talk about maybe your mindset as you were you know, in clinical practice and, and how you maybe transitioned into some of these other roles and you know, what was going on during that period of time? Yeah. Initially, I think my, the evolution and my journey started with the perspective that as I was practicing seeing patients on an individual level, I was impacting change at an individual level for each patient. And then when I went from hospital administration to running community health center, it was much more about community health, public health for that specific community. And during that time, and during that phase, I was really, it was all about health disparities for Asian Americans taking care of the, the Chinatown community and the Asian community in, in New York City. And then I started seeing the impact that I had and thought, well, maybe I could take this a notch higher and be relevant in national policies. And that really led to my application to the Robert Wood Johnson Health Policy Fellowship Program, co-ministered with the Institute of Medicine. So I was accepted into that program, and then you had to kind of reapply as a congressional staffer in various offices. And I think what I'm seeing now for the more recently is really moving from almost a hundred thousand foot view and level of national policies to much more of being in the trenches operationally and trying to do something of significance and relevance and impact, but do it in a very nimble, fast-moving culture and organization, which is essentially the startup. So I kind of almost went full circles as I experienced what it meant to go from community health to national policy, rulemaking, regulatory, then to the state level, then to the private sector, and now to a startup. So I, I now know what I know, and I now know what I like and don't. So, so I, I hope that kind of makes sense. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think you have a really incredible, like you were saying, perspective of you know going at the 10,000 foot view at more of the national policy, you know, down to you know, the operational startup speed, momentum, kind of really 
being able to drive change and hopefully scale change, it's an exciting opportunity at kind of the startup level. A lot of our listeners are, are either medical students or, or resident physicians or even physicians looking for change. Do you have any advice as far as how you know you transitioned or how maybe they could get more involved? Absolutely. You know, for, for at least for myself, it really was a, a combination of great timing, serendipity, but also having role models to speak with. And one of my early role models is Dr. Ben Chu, who is the CEO for Southern California Kaiser. But when I knew him, he was running the public health system, the safety network in New York City under Mayor Giuliani. And then he shifted over to Kaiser. He was always involved with national policies, sat on the board for the Commonwealth Fund, sat on the board for the Association for, for Hospitals. But he was one of the members of this uh, Robert Johnson Health Policy Fellow and worked for Senator Bill Bradley. And seeing his career really gave me an insight that you could really go beyond the classical and traditional role of being a, a physician, seeing patients in clinical care, and move way beyond that and also have a lot of impact whether at a population level or, or policy level or at a national level. And I saw the work that he did, and that was very, very inspiring. So I think it's really talking to people and being open that you can really do anything with your life and not be boxed in with the traditional notions of what you ought to do and what you should do. I love that. That's, a, that's absolutely incredible advice, Tom. And I, I think uh, that's really, really awesome. So I want to shift to our um, idea to venture. I know you touched on Valera Health a little bit, but I'm, I'm excited to hear how you want to revolutionize behavioral health and your big vision. So can you talk a little bit more about the company and founding it, what the vision of the company is? Yeah, I, I think mental health and behavioral health are really the next frontier and the final frontier. I, you know, in terms of, I'm, I'm an internist. And for 15 years when I was seeing patients, I was selling the vision of health to patients. For the most of the time, the, the patients who I was able to engage and kind of facilitate behavioral change and also at the same time recognize this underlying layer of whether it's dysthymia or mood adjustment disorders or, or the things that bother people that impacted their motivation for change and to take care of themselves was truly, you know, it's a disconnect in terms of their physical health. And I think traditionally our healthcare system right now has sort of totally evolved to have a siloed way of delivering mental health and behavioral health services with physical health. But what we're seeing is an acknowledgement from the ecosystem that we need to bring things back together. So in the Affordable Care Act, we have the mental health parity law that says mental health benefits should be on par with physical benefits. With a lot of the innovation grants, the state innovation grants that's been being granted by and funded by CMS Innovation Center, the number one priority for a lot of these state innovation grants is the integration of behavioral health and mental health services with physical health also. And then lastly, what we're seeing in Medicaid reform is also this reintegration of primary care with mental health. So we see 
you know, the ecosystem and the market is taking this 180 degree pivot. And so what I saw was mental health, I think, is one of the laggards in the use of technology. And here's, here's an opportunity where we can actually use a data-driven approach to manage populations in this subject area. And so what we're trying to do with Valera Health is use exactly those tools that's available now. I kind of mentioned and alluded to this brick-and-mortar model that I had implemented at the Federally Qualified Community Health Center. We had 40,000 patients, 200,000 visits, but we only had three specialty mental health providers, a psychiatrist and two clinical social workers. Because these patients were predominantly Medicaid, Medicare, and uninsured, it was very, very hard for us to, to find specialists outside the network to see them. So we had this huge unmet need. So what we did was we borrowed the collaborative care model from the University of Washington, deployed paper-based tools such as PHQ-9s and PHQ-2s, which are used to assess depression. And then we deployed college graduates who were trained as behavioral health care managers who supported and created a team approach, supported the primary care doc, and only referred patients who were extremely complex to psychiatrists. So this team-based approach took care of almost 60-70% of these patients over time, and really the complex cases were then seen by the psychiatrist. So we're taking the same model as a foundation for Valera Health, added to it with the buckets of activities such as population analytics for identification and stratification. Two is using a patient-facing application that sits on a cell phone that could assess through validated tools and other ways the emotional and behavioral state of the patient through patient-reported outcomes. And three is using passive data from the cell phone to really detect changes in their mental state. And all of these insights are then given to our care managers to manage these patients and work in tandem with the primary care doc. So that's really the gist of Valera Health. And we're seeing a lot of traction and a lot of interest from the marketplace. That is really, really exciting. Can you talk a little bit about how, you know, the patient is engaged and maybe some of your approach there, you know, with the, with the application and maybe some of the early insights that you're seeing, you know, engaging the patient and how it works with the primary care team and the, the care manager? Yeah. You know, initially you said Valera Health is an incident solution and service company. And that's really the the piece I think that's most prominent is this constant connection that the care manager has with the patient through the application, whether it's messaging with the, in a private and secure application where you can actually carry the conversation and have a lengthy conversation over time. And so it's both a little bit of high touch and high tech. And then in the coming months, we're adding a video capability where you can actually have a connection through video conversations. But also addition, in addition to these capabilities is really insight. And I think insight is really the best way to engage a patient. Providing content and providing data back to the patient so that the patient can actually have an aha moment and realize oh, this is what I've been doing. Oh, this is what I need to do. 
And this is how I can self-manage and help myself. I love what you said at the end. I, I think a lot is moving towards empowering the patient to really take their disease, understand it, and kind of find ways to kind of best manage it. And then it sounds like you're providing really an incredible amount of support, constant data that allows them to do that. As far as where you're deployed, are, are you deploying a lot of your solutions in some of the new payment models or risk-based entities? Where, where do you see some of the, the exciting traction? Yeah, I, I think as organizations, especially provider organizations who are taking on risk and taking on contracts for population management, Certainly, our solution and service model would allow and enable organizations to do that, to stay connected outside the four walls of the practice and to intervene early on to avoid costly and avoidable events such as ambulatory-sensitive conditions, certainly readmissions. The literature has demonstrated that the integration of both behavioral health along with chronic fear, creates an ROI of 1 to 6, and also can savings of at least 10 to 15% savings. And these savings are really derived from improvement in the medical care, not just the mental health care. That's really exciting. So I want to shift to our last section, which is not our typical hospital rounds. So these are business rounds. Tom, what is the best advice you've ever received? Someone, and I forget who it was, but someone told me early on that the most optimal career is one-third civil service, one-third nonprofit work, and one-third private sector work. And I think that makes a very well-rounded cycle for uh, professional development. That's really awesome. I, I think you've checked all those boxes. I guess you're in the last sector with the, uh, the private sector. The other thing that I always find interesting, especially with you know folks like yourself with just such incredible careers, do you have a daily success habit or a morning routine that you could share or something that you do on a daily basis that you, you might attribute to some of your success? I think for myself, it's something that I try to practice and preach is to, again, it's this rule of threes is do something for another person do something for your company, and do something for yourself. Is that a daily practice, I guess? That is a daily practice. <laughs> you have to really try to live, I mean, ultimately you have to live a balanced life and, and make sure that you give to others as well as you give to yourself and, and of course, your, your profession. I really like that. And the last question, and, and I know you discussed the, uh, the behavioral health sector and, and some of the excitement there, but just broadly speaking, kind of given your background, what are you most excited about from like a healthcare trends perspective? And you know, where, where do you think the future of healthcare is going? I think we are at a pivotal moment where it's, we see a convergence of, in all fronts. I think delivery system reforms plus payment reforms plus the availability of technologies is really allowing us to see a holding pattern on the cost trends and potentially improvements in quality. And I say potentially because I, I don't think we've seen, I think the jury is still out in terms of whether ACLs can truly save money and improve care. I think we see pockets, uh, areas and hotspots of areas where population management can improve health, improve quality, and 
increased cost savings. I'm hoping we'll see more of that. You know, what's interesting is Colorado's most recent attempt to become a single payer just came out. It'll be very, very interesting and fascinating to see whether that's going to achieve the things that they want to achieve. And then I'm still following what's happening with Oregon when their Medicaid system has basically divided itself into CCOs or Medicaid ACOs. It's really an exciting time. I think it, in healthcare, it's, a, it's an incredibly exciting time for you. I think at, at Valero Health, Dr. Thomas saying it was an absolute honor and privilege to have you on the Modern MD. Thank you so much for joining us and we wish you a really incredible and a successful journey. Thank you for having me here, Greg, and uh, happy holidays. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook page.